Hello, Big Lash Bestie, and welcome to today's episode of Big Lash Energy. I am your host, Jaina Marie. Are you ready for today's story? Because I don't know if I am. Oh, I've got a tricky one for you. I don't drink wine on my own. In fact, I rarely, really drink in general. So it's super rare for me to down two glasses at home by myself. But here I am sipping on my second glass of Chardonnay. What's the occasion? Well, let's just say that I knew I was going to need a little mental and spiritual lubrication if I was going to tell you this story. (laughs) If Netflix had you hooked with the Tinder Swindler and Dirty John, then keep it locked right here because this love story has all the scandal you're looking for. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. (laughs) Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. In episode one, I touched on this part of my life. As soon as that episode went live, I was bombarded in my DMs with all the hows and whys and what the fucks. So here I am sitting at the microphone, candles lit, a glass of wine in hand, and an absolute train wreck of a love story to share with you. It's actually perfect timing, too, because I just got back from doing hair and makeup for a wedding in Mexico. And that, my friend, is where this whole story began. All right, one second. I just need another sip. All right. I guess I'll start at the beginning. It was my first night at the all-inclusive that I was going to be working at all week. I'd had a really busy summer and I needed a night out of dancing. So I got all dressed up and went to the resort nightclub or the discotheque. Even though I was there alone, I made that dance floor my wingman. I was all over the place, making new friends, laughing, literally dancing like no one was watching. But he was watching. I hadn't really noticed him at the time. He was, I guess, too cool to be on the dance floor. So that made him irrelevant to me. He was sitting in a booth with his work friends that he'd traveled there with. Later, he told me that he hadn't taken his eyes off of me all night and could actually recount each and every person that I danced with, including this red-haired chick with a skirt so short that he could see her tampon string hanging out. It was really cute. (laughs) Anyways, when the club shut down and I was done dancing, I dragged my tired ass and sore feet to the lobby lounge, and that's when he approached me. He was like, Hey, uh, your friends left a while ago. I think you missed your bus. I had no idea what friends he was referring to. I was there by myself or which bus he thought I was supposed to be on, but he was cute. So I brushed it off and let him continue making conversation. That strange opening line turned into a very long chat about our lives, our hopes and dreams, everything. Somehow we got on the topic of family and he said he already had a son and he didn't want more children. I agreed and I said that my life was already full enough. So I didn't want my own, but I did always want to meet someone who already had kids. The conversation was just so easy. I guess we were super comfortable with each other because at one point he admitted to me that if he was ever going to be in another relationship, he'd want to have, oh my gosh, he would want to have one threesome a year so that he could, I'm using air quotes right now, get his evil out. Yeah. So that was for sure red flag number one of 4,000 in this story. But at this point, 
I was using that red flag as a blindfold. (laughs) Now, looking back, I should have realized he wasn't a man who would ever be happy with just one woman. And what is it with men who bring up threesomes before they've even ever been with you? I mean, maybe we should see if you can figure out how to please me before you go on possibly disappointing two women at once. But as they say, hindsight is 2020. This all seems shady as fuck to me now. But at the time, I was thinking, okay. He's experimental. At least he's honest about what he wants. And it's nice that he wouldn't want to cheat without his woman there. What a guy. (laughs) So we finished the evening with him walking me to my room and asking for my phone number. When he left, he sent me one of those like full screen animations you can do on an iPhone of a shooting star, which I thought was adorable. Till I guess he got worried that maybe I would think it was cheesy and he quickly texted, Oops, my finger slipped. Well, in order to send one of those by accident, it would have to have taken about six finger slips. So I knew he was lying then, which again, could have told me something about his character. But at this time, red was clearly my favorite color. I do need to mention, it's easy to listen to this story now that I told you it was scandalous and see all the places where I went wrong, but that's only because I'm telling it to you after the fact. At the time, I was fully wrapped up in all of this. I was crazy about him, and I guess, let's say, sparks can be blinding sometimes. So the rest of the trip, we found ourselves trying to sneak away together as much as possible, but I did have lots of work to do and I was focused on my bride. And also he was there with his work friends. So it wasn't that easy to see each other, but the time that we did have was incredible. I still remember one night lying on beach chairs, looking up at a sky full of stars, listening to the waves crash and talking about everything. Have you ever been lost in a person before? Yeah, that's exactly how this felt. And there was one night when he wanted to watch some fight on television or something. And so I went into the city and I ended up buying gifts for him to take home to his son. I'm pretty sure I was already banking on one day being his stepmom. So on our last day, Dee finally spilled his guts to me. I'm crazy about you. I need to see you and get to know everything about you. Tell me, when can I come visit you? Well, I opened up my phone got to the calendar app and started swiping through different months. I was like, what month are you thinking? Because my schedule is really busy. So I was trying to find time to fit him in. And he was like, no, 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 no. Not in the future. Like now, like ASAP. I want to get to know you as soon as I can. So he flew home to Chicago. I flew home to Vancouver. And five days later, he came to visit me in Canada. He'd found a good deal on a flight to Seattle, and I thought that it was awesome that he wasn't flying straight to my place because I could go pick him up, and if I got a bad vibe, I could simply refuse to bring him home. I even joked to my mom by telling her what I was wearing on my drive there in case I were to disappear. She'd know how to describe me. (laughs) This was a very intense first date. I picked him up at the airport, and I actually couldn't believe how at home I felt in his arms again. He smelled delicious, his smile was as charming as ever, and he wasn't wearing the stupid water shoes that he'd insisted on wearing almost the whole time I was around him in Mexico. (laughs) We went for dinner, and he just kept sitting back, looking at me in awe. I felt seen, adored, and even loved. Even though we hadn't said it yet, it was already there. Like we'd known each other for a lifetime. Of course, we drove back to Canada together and the Border Patrol person was asking what our reason was for him coming into the country. And we both said at the same time, it's It's our our first first date. We spent five days together, laughing, kissing, holding each other. 
Okay, I'm telling this story like I know my mom's going to be listening, which she is, but I'm a grown adult. I can just say it. We couldn't keep our hands off each other, honestly. It was game on. Before he left, he said a tearful, I love you. I'm crazy about you, Jana Marie. And I believed him. Before his plane even took off, he sent me a song called Officially Missing You. I listened to it as I drove away from the airport and hearing it still puts me in my feels to this day. I couldn't believe I'd fallen so fast and so hard for someone who had to live so far away, but I found solace in the fact that we were already planning our next visit. Seven days later, we were together again. He he landed two days after Christmas with the most perfect gifts for me. I didn't know it, but he'd secretly reached out to all my friends and asked for ideas for gifts, and they really pulled through. I got a new bag to keep my hair stuff in for work and some specialty makeup brushes that he'd ordered from Japan that I'd been obsessing over. Needless to say, I was smitten. This visit was about a week, and it was even harder to say goodbye. We'd grown even closer and made so many beautiful memories. There was absolutely no doubt in my mind that he was my person. I mean, I'd wake up every single morning to him smiling and looking at me like, how in the world did I get so lucky? I'd never been looked at like that before. It felt like a dream. Well, I woke up from that dream real fast after my period came late. Oh my gosh. I bought a pregnancy test at Walmart. And even though I really didn't want my baby's story to start at Walmart, I couldn't wait. I had to pee on the stick in the Walmart bathroom. (laughs) I peed, I prayed, and I panicked. I was pregnant. I sent a picture of the test to my sister who already had two kids. What is this? I asked her and she goes, it's a pregnancy test, Jana. You're having a baby. I told her that I couldn't believe it. And she goes, you two have sex like five times a day. I'm 0% surprised. That's how babies are made. Well, my mind was racing. I was pregnant with someone who lived in Chicago, who I'd only known for a few weeks. But strangely, I wasn't afraid. I decided, screw it. My mom raised me as a single mom at only 19 and definitely didn't have the career that I had. I could totally do this by myself. When I broke the news to him, however, he wasn't as confident. Are you going to keep it? He asked. Yes. I am. I said, but I don't need anything from you. If you want, you can stay in Chicago and I'll never ask you for a thing. This wasn't my plan, but I know that I can do it. He was clearly very shocked and said that he needed some time to think about it. A couple of days later, he goes, I think I'd love to be a family with you. Let's do it. So we decided to plan a trip to Mexico together so that we could celebrate and get even better acquainted. I'd finally found my person and I was excited to be a family with him. Mexico was an absolute dream. Oh my goodness. We booked a condo in a, wait, I booked a condo in a boutique hotel. Of course, I paid for everything. It had a full kitchen, a rooftop pool, and it was only steps away from the beach. It was like we were playing house, but in heaven. (laughs) Is that corny? Well, I don't care. It's true. Every morning he'd wake up before me to get me my favorite green smoothie and he'd rub my tummy, kiss it, and check in on how I was feeling constantly. I remember I was super sensitive to the smell of cigarette smoke, so he would protect it from me whenever he could. And one night, we had a long romantic conversation over Thai food, and I told him I thought that we should name our baby Grace. Without hesitation, he agreed and thought it was perfect. Grace it was. For the rest of our trip, we talked about our life with Grace, how we'd raise her, how we'd dress her, what kind of parents we'd be, and everywhere we went, Dee would tell everyone we met that we were having a baby. Then, the day we were set to fly home, he was going to fly to Chicago, and I was flying to Vancouver only 30 minutes later. We checked in, made it through security, and ordered lunch near his gate. While we were waiting for the food to arrive, I ran to the washroom, and there, I discovered that I was bleeding. Panic came over me. 
my mom had had multiple miscarriages trying to have my little brother and my sister had had them as well. So I knew this could be seriously bad news. I went back to D shaking and told him that I was scared we might be losing the baby. He was overcome with grief. I was actually super surprised at his reaction. We held each other in the airport as his gate started to board. My t-shirt was absolutely soaked in his tears. That's when he said, I'm not leaving here. I'm not getting on that plane. I'm staying with you. And I was like, well, that makes no sense because I'm leaving too. So he made his way onto the plane, looking back at me with tears rolling down his cheeks every couple of steps. That was a very hard goodbye. I started to make my way to my gate, and as I did, I reached out to my doctor, who immediately told me that I could not get on the plane. She said that we didn't know if I would hemorrhage or what was wrong with me, and if it was bad, we might have to do an emergency landing, so it was better if I stayed in Mexico. This meant that I had to hold up the entire plane as they took my bags off, and I also had to have my passport unstamped. His plane was taking off right as I found out, so I was left there alone. I made my way to emergency in Cancun and couldn't believe how fast they had me in front of a doctor and getting an ultrasound. It was all so confusing to me because even though I spoke pretty good Spanish, I didn't know the words for blood or baby or miscarriage. They weren't words I'd ever had to say before. (sighs) The test results came back and they said that they could hear a heartbeat, but that I would need to rest. So I made a decision right then and there that I was going to stay in Mexico and fight for the baby. I booked the equivalent of like a Motel 6 right beside the hospital and I stayed in that hard-ass bed for five days and nights. I only left once a day to walk to get food. Dee would constantly check in on me on FaceTime and it did feel like we were in it together. After five days, I went back for a checkup at the hospital and the doctors said that I was safe to fly home. Relieved, I landed and went right back to work. (sighs) Unfortunately, two days later, I was in a very serious car accident that totaled my car and I lost the baby. I didn't know how to tell Dee I could barely even accept it for myself, but when I did, he was crushed. Since he'd already had a son, he never really considered that a miscarriage was an option. So he immediately put the blame on himself. He's like, I googled it and found an article saying that too much vitamin C could be bad for a pregnancy. Maybe I shouldn't have let you eat all that pineapple in Mexico. Or later, I knew I shouldn't have let you sit next to that table with those smokers. He really felt like maybe it was something that he had done. I had to explain that sometimes miscarriages can happen for reasons that have nothing to do with anything besides the fact that your body isn't ready or the genetics just weren't quite right. We stayed together despite the stress of the miscarriage. In fact, it kind of felt like we'd gotten even stronger. But that didn't mean there were more hiccups. We had incredible times together when he was in my city, but seemed really distant as soon as he'd go home. Also, the way his life was set up, he was living in Chicago sharing a condo with his ex until their lease was up. And he was also working on a television show in Toronto. So his life was divided between three cities. He told me that when he was in Toronto, his ex in Chicago would stay at their condo. And then whenever he'd go home to Chicago, she'd go stay with friends. Again, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. But I had no reason not to trust him at the time. It did seem extra strange to me that when he was in Toronto, he said that he'd stay with the producer of the show that he was working on but I'd seen her when he was in Mexico she was actually on that trip with him and she definitely didn't look to me like anyone that he would be attracted to so I wasn't really concerned also 
if they were a thing, there's no way he could have spent as many nights with me there in Mexico as he did. So whenever I'd question either of these relationships, he'd simply say, oh, Jaina, if you can't trust me, we're not going to be able to do this long distance thing. And he was right. So whenever he visited, I did everything I could to make our time together special. He was struggling for money, so I was paying for all of his flights and all of our meals slash fun adventures, all of it. But I didn't mind. I was super drunk on the love Kool-Aid. I remember one day I felt guilty that I had weddings all day. I called him in between clients and said, hey, babe, can you do me a favor? And he was like, oh, would you like me to take Apollo for a walk? That's my dog, by the way. And I was like, no, 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 that's sweet. Thanks for offering. But no, I just want you to do me a favor and look in the bottom shelf of the fridge. There I'd hidden a bottle of Veuve champagne, his favorite. And I said, I feel bad. I'm working all day today, babe. So I thought that maybe you could enjoy that champagne while I'm working. He was like, damn, that's so sweet of you, but I'm still going to walk Apollo. I'd love to help you out. My heart was full. He was helping me with my dog. What more could I ask for? Hold up. Hold up. (laughs) It's hilarious to me now looking back at how blinded I was. Like this dusty ass dude was kicking back at Hotel Jaina while I was working my ass off to pay for everything. And I felt bad. Bad enough to arrange for a hundred dollar bottle of champagne for him to drown his sorrows. (laughs) I promise you this will never happen again. But anyways, where was I? Right. Walking my dog. So I got home from work. Apollo runs to me and I give Dee a long hug. How was your day? How was your walk? He said the walk was beautiful and that they'd gone around the lake nearby. But I noticed that Apollo wasn't wearing his harness and something felt a little off to me. So I questioned him. Are you sure you walked Apollo? He doesn't have his harness on. He immediately got incredibly insulted. He was like, are you kidding me? Do you really think I'd lie about that? Yes, I walked him and I took the harness off after. What the hell, Jaina? Why would I lie about that? I was just about to start feeling guilty when my gaze drifted to the desk just behind his head. There, I saw a pile of books, some mail, and some other random crap all piled on top of Apollo's leash. My heart sank, but now I had ammunition for my theory. I was like, okay, well, if you walked him, where's his leash? He gulped, and I could see that his eyes were scanning my place frantically. When he couldn't see it, his shoulders dropped. He knew that he was busted. Why would you lie about that? And he was like, well, because I knew you'd be disappointed if I told you that I didn't do it. I was so confused. There's no way he was too busy. He had literally nothing else to do. And I'd done everything else to make sure that he was feeling loved and taken care of. So why wouldn't he be super inspired to do something back for me? I let it go for the time being because I didn't want to ruin the rest of his visit. But at the end of this trip, he needed me to fly him to Toronto so he could go get some work done. I did exactly that. But as soon as he was gone, our communication went back to funky. He blamed it on long work days. And I wanted so badly to believe him. Then one night, he told me that he'd gone to watch a Raptors game with that show producer in Toronto, and it hit me. If he would lie to me about something as small and insignificant as walking my dog, why in the world should I believe him that he wouldn't lie about something much bigger like his romantic connection with her? So I confronted him. I said, hey, I feel like maybe you're not being honest with me. There must be something going on with her. And I just want you to be real. If you need to pretend to be with her just because you need this job, I could understand. I just want to know what's up. So he goes, yes, she likes me, but it's just a close friendship. And yes, I've told her that I love her, but it's not physical at all. It's just a strong mental connection that I maintain so that I can keep this job. Again, I wanted so badly to believe him, but I didn't anymore. So I went into full 
creeper mode. I found her private Facebook account and was thrilled when I saw that she and I had a friend in common who also happened to be someone I'd done some pretty big favors for. So I reached out to my friend. Hey, can you do some creeping for me? Can you look at this chick's Facebook page and see if there's anything of my boyfriend on there? Well, he already didn't trust my boyfriend, so he was more than happy to help. Oh man, I regretted asking as soon as the screenshots came flying in. There he was in photo after photo being tagged as her partner in crime on various date nights, snuggled up, kissing, and with family members and friends commenting on how they were made for each other. I was sick. This was the woman he was with when I met him in Mexico. How in the world had he been at this resort fucking around with two women at the same time? And how stupid was I to believe that he would just be sleeping on her couch and that she'd fly him back and forth to Chicago when she could have just hired someone locally? I felt so stupid. I messaged him immediately and said, all I asked for was honesty. And I probably would have been understanding of anything you told me as long as I was in the loop. But you lied to me repeatedly. So even though I love you, I have to let you go. I was crushed. I felt like I'd lost my person. Well, a couple weeks went by. We had very little contact and I was missing his stupid ass like crazy. Like it sucks so bad when you love someone who sucks, doesn't it? (laughs) Like shit. So I went on Tinder to try and find someone to distract me, but everyone sucked there too. So when the end of August came along, he called me crying. He said that our baby's due date was just around the corner the first week of September and that he would be crushed if he couldn't be with me at that time. I'm so pathetic. I was touched that it was also relevant to him. But I also thought that if he wanted to see me, he was going to have to make it happen himself. So I told him that I would be in Las Vegas that week. And if he wanted to meet up with me, he'd have to fly himself there. Since we'd broken up, his television job had ended. So he had even less money than before. But he somehow made it happen. He bought the flight and met me in Las Vegas. There, seeing him was hard. I spent the first night mad as hell. And despite missing him, I made him sleep on the couch and he was crushed. His theatrics tugged at my heartstrings. So I let him a little closer the next day. And by that night, we were on the Ferris wheel, drinking, taking in the view and crying over how much we loved each other and wanted to be together again. That night, we went a little crazy. We went down to a tattoo shop and got her name, Grace, tattooed on both of our hands. It was his first and only tattoo. By the end of that trip, we were closer than ever, so it sucked even worse when he left. But we decided that we were both all in now and that we were going to try being a family again. But this time, it would be on purpose. This time, we'd plan it perfectly to work with my busy season at work. We decided that we'd do our best to get pregnant in March or April so that I'd give birth in December and that way I could avoid having brides wanting to burn my house down if I had to cancel a whole bunch of bookings in the summer. We decided it would be nothing but honesty from now on and that we wanted to see each other as often as possible. We set our sights on me finally going to visit him in Chicago, trying to find him some work that he could do remotely so we could spend more time together and plan for where we would live once we were a family. I thought the drama and deception was over and done with, but it had just begun. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sure you're over there thinking, uh, no No kidding, kidding, Jane. This This guy guy is is the worst. I get it. I get it. But wait till you hear the rest of the story. You are going to be shook. It's absolutely not what you'd expect. Trust me. This is just the backstory. 
So I know I'm not the only one who's been blinded by love. I want to hear your stories. If you have your own Dirty John love story, please send it my way. I want to hear it. So pop us an email at hellojana.com. That's hello, J-A-Y-N-A.com. Or reach out on Instagram at Jana Marie Makeup or Big Lash Podcast. If you know someone who'd like to be entertained by my stupidity, Can you please share this episode with them? (laughs) I hear every time you share my podcast, an angel gets its wings. It's true. Thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Goodbye. Close, that's why I'm yelling, damn Jane. Would you fit me 